Hey everybody in the last uh, podcast we were discussing with Anmol and uh, Mayank with regard to how do we increase profitability and uh, we looked at an uh, equation of how to improve the unit economics where we said uh, UE is equal to uh, improving margins uh, plus reducing costs so we we did discuss about how we can improve margins in the last podcast uh, in this uh, let's look at uh, what are the different uh, aspects that we can look at for uh, reducing costs um so mayank uh, the floor to you hi krishna uh, so i think last uh, time we primarily focused as you mentioned on the uh, things that the consumer see and uh, sort of experience uh, but i think there is a lot that goes behind the scenes where uh, on how do you sort of uh, uh, how does a store or a pod uh, or a warehouse get stocked Uh, uh and then sort of someone uh, is responsible for picking it up how to actually decide where to uh, where to sort of open a warehouse strategically so that you can cover uh, uh i think pod design or say a warehouse design at locations and how to sort of efficiently uh, put in stuff in the warehouse so that the packing times are low that's that's that sort of deserves a, a completely different podcast but primarily when we come to uh the overall cost that is required to deliver an order uh, there so similar can... to last time uh, listeners can anchor to blinkit as a example and yes correct correct, correct. so uh, i think this is in general applicable to any um, grocery uh, delivery uh, ecosystem uh, but not only grocery also it is sort of applicable to almost all supply chain uh, uh, all supply chains uh, be it say flipkart and amazons of the world or maybe a blinkit or a big basket so the, the fundamentals would remain the same but primarily some parts of it or some parameters might change based on uh, what is the promise of delivery etc etc so for example swiggy instamart would uh, want to deliver or zepto would want to deliver it in 10 minutes so they would design their system slightly different uh, or a flipkart does not have a pressure of delivering it in 10 minutes i'm not talking about flipkart quick or flipkart grocery Uh, so they would have slightly different uh, uh, setups so but primarily overall the basics will remain the same and when we talk about delivery cost right so we can uh, or delivery or slop sort of operations cost that uh, is incurred to deliver an order uh, we can break it down into two parts one is the fixed cost so think about the rent that is paid for the warehouse uh, and you can think about the uh, other parameters like uh, the uh, machinery or uh, the ref- so in case of grocery you can think about the uh, things that you have to buy to keep the cold uh, sort of items uh, in uh, at a optimal temperature so refrigeration etc etc so those are the fixed costs that come into picture and they will remain irrespective of the volume so uh, it is direct so the cost per order would be uh, inverse if you think about it the cost is going to be remain the same uh, and if you have high volumes then you will be able to reduce the contribution of fixed cost against an order so that is one but we are not going to cover uh, uh, primarily on this bit i think uh, the rent bit is uh, directly dependent on how are you designing your pods and where do you want to strategically place them so uh, uh, the location of the pods will actually decide your delivery radius for example let's so i say in hsr layout so a uh, pod in within hsr layout will 
reduce your delivery cost but you will have a higher fixed cost so i think it's a trade off when you build a model it's a trade off effectively to figure out if you uh, if you are willing to pay a higher rent so that the overall long term delivery cost for order rate uh, goes down or you are okay with say having a warehouse outside the city uh where the rent is very low but then the delivery cost always the variable cost which is the delivery cost will always be high because drivers have to uh, travel a lot to actually get the orders delivered so i think it's a trade off and that's where you when while you're figuring out you have to do that modeling and people would arrive at an optimum uh, sort of who trade uh, place where saying yeah this is effectively covers a lot of radius the delivery uh, kilometers would be low and uh, the rent is also affordable so that's from a fixed cost point of view uh, when it comes to variable cost so uh, effectively when we uh, think about uh, an order right so there are three primary major things that are there so one is picking there is a picker uh, who uh, picks up the order once they receive the order and then there is packing uh, the picker could be also the packer or there could be uh, an efficient uh, process so at volumes you might say ki, okay the picker is a specialized uh, person and they know how to pick best they would hand it over to the packer so that there is a uh, one more check as well so that it ensures that you are getting the right items and not uh, uh, getting incorrect items so picking and packing are the two primary steps and uh, they are directly proportional to uh, the volumes so uh, uh and and in in general when you think of grocery uh it would be different probably for a blanket or a big basket uh but there would always be peaks right so people would want to uh, get their groceries order delivered in mornings and or say in evenings but there you will always have a lean patch so you would see ideas that's where uh, uh some ideas come in where uh, a lot of companies actually start giving offers or say a discounted delivery price at non peak hours so uh, what zomato does is that they will they they start a coupon uh, during the snacks period which basically says that you order uh, during the off peak period so that uh, the delivery partners at least can some earn some earn some money and the utilization of the restaurant also is slightly higher so it's sort of a win win for everyone and you uh, and for a customer also if you want to sort of order something you are sort of uh, going to get some benefit out of it and effectively the and in this place you can actually pay less to the delivery partners also because they are any which way chilling and they don't have anything else to do because uh, it's generally uh, the peak hours that they are very busy right so they are generally paid surge on the peak hours and uh, they are paid less than normal uh, during the off peak hours so so here you are trying to demand shape to increase the utilization so here absolutely. we were talking about uh, probably a picker and then you have a separate packer or maybe a picker can be a packer also and then the delivery so, so uh, i think the utilization so when when it comes to uh, picking and packing the utilization is a utilization of that picker and packer and volumes is what uh, would sort of go so for example uh, and you can actually push notifications during off peak hours and say okay, okay hey are you forgetting to order grocery etc etc so that you actually can uh, you might just think saying yeah, it's a normal notification but there is a lot of thought that has gone in uh, on deciding the timing of it right where you they are actually people are actually trying to nudge you to order off peak because we know that everyone orders in peak so why not you order but because that will sort of impact the cost right so if if for example you have to your picker only picks up uh, say 20 orders in a day 
and uh, assume that the salary of that picker would be roughly fifteen thousand per month. The cost per pick, cost of order per order picking would be very high. But if you are able to actually bring in more orders and effectively the uh, cost per uh, order for picking would go down. So that's that's the primary uh, thing. And scheduling is also one more thing which sort of is a important parameter that people can bring. In. So uh, you would see that there are more slots open uh, in the uh, non-peak hours and available. If you would uh, see big basket, you will never get a six to nine slot, but you will easily get a three to six slot available. So that's how uh, to, that's how sort of uh, people try to demand shape, and um, uh, that is one parameter that can be used. Uh, next is packing. Uh, so picking ke baad, uh, packing I think uh, picking and packing may uh, there is a lot of intelligence that can go in where how do you sort of uh, position the products in your warehouse so for example if you if people if you see trends a very basic example is that people order breads and egg, eggs together and the picker also understanding that bread ke eggs are generally kept together so you can actually save time uh, by ensuring that okay the time taken uh, to pick one order because that's the final unit right so it's effectively time taken per per item if you want to look at it from a unit unit point of view that's the unit matrix that you would calculate the cost on so if you bring in intelligence identify patterns and uh, sort of design your warehouse in such a way that uh, the products that go together are kept together you will actually reduce uh, uh, the time but i think uh, uh, i am not the expert on the data science bit and a lot of uh, uh, i think we should get someone to talk about only about this on how do you actually position products uh, in the warehouse yeah in fact even uh, brute force can uh, give you these trends right? if you just uh, uh, just do some data mining don't even need to wait for a data science uh, model Absolutely, but I think it depends. So if you have a limited set of SKUs, you can definitely do a one-time exercise. But I think with the with sort of uh, SKUs evolving, right? Uh, every day I see actually a new S new SKUs coming into picture on Swiggy or say a Flipkart, and I think Flipkart is altogether a very different example because new products every day. So uh, you can do it as a one-time exercise, but it's a it's it's, it's always a regular uh, ongoing exercise that has to happen. Uh, where how do you sort of so one is where you know what products are there and how do you where do you pick position them? But what if new products are coming in? So you also have to start predicting uh thing predicting the places because based on uh sort of similar patterns, you have to say okay, okay this product is sort of similar to this product and might go with this. So this is the best place possible, and you keep improving it. That's how sort of uh, that's a typical example of how the machine would learn and keep recommending saying ki go, but no no please change the position uh, next time around. So I think. That's an interesting uh, uh, space to be in as well. Yeah, that also ties uh, ties into from the customer point of view also because you ordered this, maybe you also want this, right? Absolutely, same intelligence logic actually is. So I think you have built that uh, intelligence to uh, power your recommendations, but that also is actually very useful in designing and uh, uh, look in designing the location of products in your warehouse. Uh, so I think uh, that's primarily uh, from a picking and packing point of view. But again, this intelligence bit is all is sort of a very low impact thing, uh, and I think it's a long term thing that rather than a short term fix to impact uh, the cost uh, per delivery. But I think uh, once 
sort of the scale kicks in and when you have sort of covered all the obvious ones i think these are the things that will give you that extra uh, cushion and uh, and reduce so even a 10 paisa uh, uh, impact 10 paisa per order delivery impact would actually go a long way when you think of volumes at this wiggies or uh, so uh, big flip cards of the world the third bit uh, which sort of is the most important bit is the delivering uh, delivery uh, part of it so we have covered the off peak bit which can actually help you uh, so demand shaping which can help you reduce the delivery cost uh, the two obvious ones are basically uh, again sort of uh, extension to that is the scheduling bit where you are sort of uh, allowing people to schedule orders so what that does is it actually uh, it's a, it, it is a two fold advantage where you basically uh, uh, are actually uh, pushing people to um, Um, so demand shaping is one advantage of it the other advantage is batching where if you know that there are a lot of deliveries scheduled you can actually batch multiple of them and then have that advantage of reduced cost so effectively if uh, if you are sending two delivery drivers to deliver two orders and instead sending one to deliver two orders uh, it's going to be cheaper of course so i think batching is another very uh, a big uh, sort of uh, Uh, problem and a solution that actually has a very high impact so imagine if you are able to sort of batch 20 to 30% of your orders the impact on cost will be very huge i think everyone is trying to sort of figure out a way to batch orders as well and that's where you see a uh, so you might sometimes think in swiggy instamart pe there is an instant delivery option and there is the, the a one hour delivery slot which is like just starting 11 to 12 right but what that does is that it gives that 30 to 35 minutes extra for swiggy to figure out and wait for more orders so that they can batch them together and effectively and that's why uh, some part of the benefit that comes out of it is passed to you so the slotted deliveries are generally cheaper than the on time on demand uh, that's primarily on the delivery side of it covered all the wastage so that's one bit where uh, it's sort of uh, uh, again uh, to wastage is primarily primarily dependent on how and how are you actually ordering right so effectively there is a, a lot of intelligence and automation that goes into uh, generating purchase orders so for example uh, it's a very standard data uh, uh, intelligence problem uh, where you basically are able to predict that okay uh, on sundays people generally order more onions but on weekdays they don't uh, so if you are actually able to raise your purchase orders uh, very efficiently and reduce the error and uh, course correct it uh, as in when you figure out say okay uh, and then put in external factors as well right so you know that uh, during raksha bandhan or say during diwali people are going to order more of say uh, sweets um, and if you keep ordering sweets at that frequency based on say diwali pe spike aaya tha then you are going to have a lot of issues of course wastage is going to be there but if you are able to sort of use data efficiently in ordering uh, effectively raising purchase orders uh with different vendors i think uh, that would be a good uh, place to be but wastage again it's a very tough problem to predict because you don't know who is going to order what uh, at volumes you will be able to figure that out but and 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 i think it, wastage ka problem also comes into call design right so if for example you are delivering to uh, delivering from one warehouse across the city you will be able to predict better because you will have high volumes to know ki onions 500 kgs 
roughly you will say ki okay 500 kg is ki jagah 450 kya but if you have to do it for multiple pods in the cities you will have wastage uh, at a very different level and and a local or a locality influence also comes into picture for example in hsr layout people might not be ordering onions because there is someone better available but say in kormangla people might be ordering from you so i think the problem becomes multifold when it comes to sort of uh, a localized uh, influence as well i'm not even talking about putting cities into consideration uh, so i think that's a different thing altogether but yeah wastages are something that uh, has to be taken care of and that's a cost that and that's a direct cost right so if you have 3% wastage it's like 3% margin lost on on the delivery side probably we we, we didn't talk about it because it's so obvious uh, even the route optimization um, right whether even with batching or without batching how do we use the maps and uh, so there is a cost that the company pay for using those services um, so i think um, that's probably taken so for granted because for a normal consumer it is free we just put on google maps and then google shows so i think it's the tech cost that goes into picture so a lot of companies actually are built on this right so when you see uh, uh, locus uh, of the world who basically actually provide this algorithm which actually helps you batch and sort of build the best route so i think that's a tech cost that goes into picture but i think it's always uh, the companies to, to of course the big companies who ha- who master in logistics and uh, they Uh, uh, knowing or saying ki okay so zomato right they actually have so much confidence or their uh, prediction system cta prediction system that they give you on time or free so it's these players have cracked it but i think there are a lot of uh, traditional companies who are using uh, the platforms like locus is uh, locus or uh, there are couple of more who are sort of growing where but it's again a trade off right so they are saying ki okay we will save more cost and hence we are okay with paying say 1 rupee per order for uh, using the tech tech service so you rightly mentioned that the consumer never thinks of it that uh, someone actually earned money uh, so that for for just saying ki okay is customer ko pehle drop karke aa jana or you deliver the second order uh, to krishna and first order to me so i think uh, that's the beauty of tech yeah in investing you have this concept of uh, pick and shovel uh, investing that is um, um, let's say if if you are thinking do, do i need to invest in zomato uh, or should i invest in a tech company which is providing something to zomato uh, and probably providing the same services to uh, multiple Hundred. other companies so it probably makes more sense to uh, invest in them fresh works right so you do you want to sort of so it's a typical saas wala bit right so you want to invest in fresh works or you want to invest in zomato who uses fresh works for this chat support so yeah so um so we covered uh, you know picking packing delivery wastage uh, what about fraud uh i think fraud in general uh not very sure of what percentages uh, uh would contribute to fraud so i think there could be multiple levels of fraud right return frauds or uh people just want to sort of come in and say okay the quality was not good and i want my refund so uh overall i think or it could uh, be internal too probably uh, i'm not very sure of how i haven't actually given uh internal frauds a lot of thought uh, the other sort of consumer frauds are generally tackled with uh, consumer profiling where you know uh, and you sort of build intelligence around okay this customer is generally not someone who comes in and says okay uh, i want 
uh, a refund but if you keep doing it regularly the system will start flagging you and then you will be actually uh, so people would have realized that saying that the sort of percentage of discount uh, percentage of refund actually re reduces over the time for some people because they keep uh, asking for refunds again and again uh, but if you are sort of trying it for the first time or uh, there are multiple parameters it's not only that uh, but i think uh, uh, that the, the, the systems have evolved uh, to handle those and uh, of course there are other companies who have actually started giving this as a service where they will do fraud detection for you so everyone has identified a problem and started uh, uh, sort of uh, giving it as a solution awesome mang so we've covered picking packing delivery wastage and we just touched upon fraud so listeners if you would like us to get into an l2 l3 level details on any of this Uh, do uh, reach out to us our contact details is there in the podcast uh, show notes thank you very much for listening if you like this podcast then do share it and you can reach out to us at productmanagement0100@gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at pm_journey